Wouldn't you like to have a great relationship with a banker? I've got a great relationship with a banker, and now you can have a great relationship with a banker too. And my guest today is going to teach us all about how to connect with someone who actually doesn't just take the money, but also helps you make more money. That's right. My guest today is Dror Zatuni, and he's a relationship executive with Bank Leumi USA. And he's done this for years, but his hallmark, his calling card is he's the person who connects his clients with people who can do business with them. So we're going to learn all about how having a great banker can make all the difference in your business. Please join me in welcoming Drawer to the Inside BS Show. Drawer, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Dave, all right. I really so, appreciate it. <laughs> you know, it's my it's my pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. I want you to tell folks about Bank Leumi and then tell them how you came to be a relationship executive, vice president relationship executive with Bank Leumi. Oh my God, we don't have enough time, but I'll try. So um, Bank Leumi, actually the group is an Israeli bank. It's Israel's largest bank. It's about a $130 or $150 billion bank. And the U.S., arm of Bank Lumi is a much smaller bank. It's about a $7.5 billion bank. It opened in, you know, I think 1955 in New York. We have offices in, again, New York, uh, Chicago, LA, Palo Alto, and Florida. And being an Israeli myself, coming to Chicago, and I actually grew up in Chicago as well. It's, an, it's another long story. But uh, coming here, I, I was looking for some kind of a connection to Israel. And so... I, you know, eventually ended up with Bank Lumi USA, which is going to be Valley Bank in two months, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah, the so your your bank is going to merge with another bank, and you know we yeah. can we can get into that in a few minutes. But you you didn't you didn't start out as a banker. You oh you've always been a relationship person, right? Tell tell folks what your job was before a you became a banker. Absolutely. So. Um, the previous job was uh, working for the America-Israel Chamber of Commerce, and that was actually, they teed me up for coming to the Bank of Lumi, which was great. And in that role for a couple of years before Bank of Lumi, uh, you know, the mission of the chamber was to basically hook up Israelis and Americans to do business. You know, uh, Israeli companies with American companies, either American companies doing business in Israel or Israeli companies doing with, with America and, and so forth and so on. Since Israel is such a small country, it's a huge export country, they, you know, tiny, right? It's, it's, it's a tiny country, so they always are looking to go out and sell outside. So it, it was mostly helping Israeli companies come to the United States. So okay. that was a really great uh, couple of years um, of meeting very interesting people. Yes. And did you, how many of those relationships were you able to bring with you when you became a banker? So it's very interesting. So those relationships came to be where, you know, the chamber is kind of a not-for-profit. So we had a board with a lot of very great people. And I got to be very good. My relationship with them was good, some of them, or most of them, actually. And when I did go to the, to, when I did move over to the bank, you know, I, I, it's funny because in my interview I said, listen, you know, I went to Kellogg, I, I know finance, I know everything. I just don't want to be a banker. I just don't want to. Don't worry, Jor, you can just, just do the business development. We'll take care of everything later. And that's exactly what I've been doing ever since I came here. So 
So it's all, as you said, Dave, you're so right. It's all about relationships because, you know, it's a commodity. You know, Bank Lumi, Chase, you know, Bank of America, what's the difference? I mean, obviously there's a little difference, but, you know, it's, we all provide the same money. So um, it's all about relationships and, you know, what can you do for them? And maybe I can go from, if you want to, with your permission, I can maybe start talking about, you know, how, you know, going to somebody and saying, hey, can I loan you money? Hey, hey, can I have uh, $2 million uh, 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 of your money to invest? It's, it, that's what the approach is, <laughs> believe it or not. That's the wrong approach. You know, well, tell us, I, I love that. <laughs> tell us what the right approach is. Well, because you know, 90, 90% of the bankers I know are like, Hey, we got better rates. <laughs> exactly. There's better rates. You know, I can give you a half, I can give you one tenth of a percent better. You know I mean? So it's, it's, and that's just the way it is. And it's, it's, you know, it's a cutthroat business and it's going to be really hard. How do you differentiate yourself? So I think, you know, um, Dave with, um, with what I've been doing and what I still do now is I don't even talk about banking. You know, I, how can I help you? You know, and you, and as you said, it's funny because a lot of bank, a lot of people, but a lot of bankers know a lot of people, you know? So if I bank, um, if I bank a real estate investor, you know, and then we have some guy who just, you know, sold his company for a hundred million dollars. And I say, you know, you know what, you know, you should talk to, uh, to, to X, you know, to, to Joe, you know, he, he's a great real estate investor. You know, he does, great stuff. And, you know, next thing you know, the guy who came into all this cash is investing with him. And he's like, Oh, by the way, do you want me to beg with you? You know, I mean, it, it comes later, it comes later. So, so I think you, I, should, I think you should not expect them to bank with you. Because if you do, you will get disappointed because not everybody's going to do that. But if you do something good for somebody, it sometimes comes back to you. And that's, that's my approach. So my, I, you know, my focus has always been, I I've never had, you know, $20 million to go put in a bank somewhere. So my focus has always been, let me find th three people that I can send to this banker so that he takes my call whenever I call him and he remembers who I am and my approach. I mean, and for me, I can send three people to 10 different bankers in 10 different places and have great relationships with them and they're going to be happy and you know eventually something will come back my way or if I call them and I need a favor it's going to you know it's good, they're going to do whatever they can to help me but I can't put 10 million dollars in 15 different banks it's I'm just not I don't have 10 million dollars to put in 15 different banks right so you know how can I how can I help a banker and how can I connect with a banker to do business and for me it's always been my you know my clients would ask me particularly lawyers and this is you know I'm gonna I'm gonna beat up some lawyers now for a couple of minutes you know the lawyer the, the lawyers would say you know I bank at XYZ bank and I never get anything from them well, you know, your your escrow account is maybe a million and a half bucks. You know, you're doing residential real estate transactions. So maybe at any given time it fluctuates. Maybe it's three million one month, a million and a half the next month. That's not that's not going to make or break the banker's year, right? So tell me what business have you sent to the banker? Who have you introduced the banker to? And then I get this, <laughs> right? They, they, they look at me like I'm a crazy person. Exactly. And I say to them, there's two ways to get a great relationship going with a banker. You know, put $100 million in his bank and he'll always take your call. Or introduce him to three people who do business with him and then you got something going there. I mean, it's not, it's not hard. <laughs> it, 
You know, you're too kind. I always, I have exactly the same approach as you, but it's not three. It's one. <laughs> you know, just one. Because you know what? One is better than zero. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. look, I, you, you, the my my rule, my rule of three is: look, you're gonna, you one person, one of the three is gonna be, you know, they're gonna they're gonna look around and maybe they won't do business. The second of the three, they're gonna do business, but they're gonna be a real big pain in the neck. And the third is gonna be a home run. So, right, okay, you know, okay. if I send you three people drawer, two of them not gonna be so great. One okay. will be excellent, and you'll be really happy yeah. that I sent you three rather than one. <laughs> You know, Dave, I, I, I love what you're saying. I mean, it's so funny. We, you know, I wish we met a long time ago. But um, I agree with your approach 100%. And you would be surprised because, you know, I, I'm just like you with this. And, and people really appreciate um, introductions. I mean, so much so that if it's a crappy introduction for them, they still appreciate it because nobody else does it for them, you know. So, hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It didn't work out, but thank you very much. So if one does work out, it's a home run. Listen, one home run for a banker makes his year. That's people don't understand. One, one, one great company to onboard to a bank. It's like, wow. So again, it has to be a home run, of course, but you know, that's just the way it is. And there's, and there's multiple ways to start a relationship with a bank or with a banker, right? So you, you don't, I, you don't have to get a hundred million dollar deposit. Talk about the different ways. Let's start, let's start with commercial. Talk about, cause that's what you do, right? Talk about the different ways we can start a relationship. I do a little bit of commercial and, and, and private too. I'm the business development of that, okay. but you're absolutely right because you know, you know, when, you know, you have these people that come to the bank when they're desperate. That's terrible because then, then you're, you're screwed. I'm sorry, you know, I mean, nice words, but, but then, then it's like, oh, 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 you need our money? Oh, we're not giving it to you. You know, you got to come to the bank where you, where, the, where, where you don't really need the bank's money. So slowly, like, you know, when you open, you know, it's also banks are very regulated, you know. So when you, when you, when you want to start a relationship with a bank and you basically just open an account with them, you're already there, you know, so when you do need something that is a little bit more, you know, robust, then it, you're already a client, you know, and, and it's like, it's a night and day when you onboard a new client, and when you're already an existing client, now you can be an existing client with what, $10 in the bank, you know, I'm kidding, but I'm just saying, you don't have to be a big existing client, but to approve something that's significant, for a non-client, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's of course possible, and it's done every day. But it's much, much easier if you just start with something small, even though the banker wouldn't want you to do that, right? Because like, hey, I don't want something small. But if you do, you're already a client. So when you do need something bigger, that process is seamless. Yeah. So explain to people what private banking is. So, so for people who... People who are listening and, yes. you know, they may not know, they may not understand, like they, they just go into a, to a, I, I don't want to call any individual bank out, but there's one on every corner and they, right. they, you know, they, they give them their money, they get a card and they only go to an ATM. They don't know what private banking is. Right. So banks think they can do everything, right? So, so, so commercial banking is, is, is most, is basically mostly of what the banks do and that's the loans, you know, the credits. So the credit, you know, anybody, anytime you need a loan or you need a letter of credit or anything that you need uh, uh, credit is commercial, is, is, is commercial banking, okay? Now, private banking is 
when you have a wealthy individual, when someone has some money and they need to make their money work, that's when they go to the private bank side of the bank. And that's, you know, investments. So whether it's going to be, you know, to open up a million-dollar account where, you know, the private banker will invest it, you know, in stocks, bonds, or whatever, private equity, um, to make your money grow. So that's diff- that's a two different things, and it's very, very uh, regulated, and the two sides do not interact, you know. It, it, you know. But a lot of the private banking of commercial banks come from the commercial banking clients. Sure. So the private bankers love the commercial bankers because they are, they feed them. So they have a guy, you know, a real estate guy that has, you know, 2,000 units and he just sold, you know, 200 units and he has all this cash. And so the private banker is like, hey, how can I help you? So the private, the the commercial bankers have a lot of um, information that can help the private banker, yes. So when it comes to when it comes to doing dealing with clients, high net worth clients for the for the private bank, right? For the private banking side of what you do, when it comes to dealing with those folks, do you do you make investment suggestions or they come to you and they say, "Hey, I want to do this," and then you just execute on it? Do you do you offer guidance or do you just execute on transactions? I think they again, I'm not a private banker, but I I, I believe they do both. Mm-hmm. I, you know, discretion and non-discretion, but I believe they, 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 I don't think they will do anything without their consent, obviously. Of course, They're not going to yeah. say, hey, here, yeah. give me a million bucks, don't worry about it, we'll talk next year. You know, they, they, right. they, they advise with them, but, you know, they're advisors, they're investment advisors, so they say to the, you know, to the client, hey, unless the client says, hey, listen, do whatever you want with it, which mm-hmm. I, I don't know any of that say that. But yeah, some, I don't know some, anybody who, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But, you know. <clears throat> but they ask them, you know, what kind? I mean, you know, there's so many stocks and so many bonds and what, you know. You know and now the new thing is um, <clears throat> conscious investing. I don't know if you know about that. Like, I don't want my portfolio to have, you know, I'm a vegetarian. I don't want my portfolio right. to have Tyson Foods, you know. So that's, that's a don't, huge... Don't invest in any tobacco companies. Don't exactly. invest in any, yeah. Exactly. exactly. That's a very, very big um, market right now that's growing like crazy. It's very interesting, actually. So describe, Troy. Describe for us, like, what's what's a typical day in your in your life? Explain explain to us what you do throughout the course of the day or the week. So you know, it, it changes, but I, I I it changes all the time, of course. But I I I try to make it a point, um, and it's again, it's very hard. You know, January was great, right? Every January you do what you need to do, and then in February comes and you forget about it. So it's just like the gym. So. So exactly. exactly. So, you know, what you want to do is you have, a, you know, you have to work with lists. So let's say I have, you know, 50 people that are my, not my clients, but they're my prospects that I know. They're my met prospects. Okay. So I have 50 of them. So I try to, you know, again, the number is different for everybody. For me, maybe it's five for somebody else. It's, it's 50, right? So I want, you want to, whatever the number is on a daily basis to, connect with, you know, five of them, let's say. But then more importantly, I would say, is your list of unmet prospects. So, you know, I don't know X company, but I sure would want to know them, you know. So I do research on them. I see who the CFO is. I see who the CEO is. I LinkedIn, you know, message to them or whatever it is. But these are unmet prospects. These are people that I've never met, and these are people who don't know me. Now, 
you know, the key is how many of those can you move to your Met prospect list? That's the key. So that's basically what I do on a, on a, on a week. Again, I want to tell you on a daily basis, but I would be lying. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's a, you know, you get, you but get, definitely you get a weekly five basis. contacts a week and you're in great shape. Yeah. Oh, you're in amazing shape. But again, well, I'll tell you why it's so hard because the unmet prospects, you know, it's, you got to have a really strong heart because you get a lot of like no's, you get a lot of no responses, but you know what? Guess what? The one guy that responds to you, that's, that's what gets me excited, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. But it's it's a lot of work, and if you got you know, if, if in one sentence, consistency is the key because most people will do it as I said, oh January, then forget about it until next January, and they'll talk about it again. If you're consistent, I think that results will come for sure, hundred percent, whatever kind of results they are. But I want uh, I want you to I want you to talk about referrals. I want you to talk about how um, how you how you receive referrals and what your process is for stimulating referrals. But I want you to hold that thought for just one sec, of course, because I need to remind people that our show is brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. For over thirty five years, Sandrowski Corporate Advisors has provided expert client service to people all over the United States. Now. Drawer mentioned private banking, right? And private bankers work with people who are involved with family offices. And for those of you who are new to the show and you don't know what a family office is, affluent people will sometimes create a company to manage their money. And sometimes two, three, or four or more fam, uh, affluent families get together and they form a company that will evaluate investments, invest their money, and manage their money for them. These are called family offices. There are multi, multi-family offices and individual family offices. And Sandrowski wrote the book on family office management. They literally wrote a textbook on how to set up and manage from the from the legal and uh, an accounting perspective a family office. If you have high net worth individuals that are your clients or you are a high net worth individual and you want someone to come in and give you an objective evaluation of how you're running your family office, you need to give Sandrowski a call. You can reach them at 866-717-1607. 866-717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors is a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're also brought to you by My Revenue Roadmap Guide. So if you're a professional and you want to employ a relationship-based business development approach, you don't want to put up billboards, you don't want to send out a whole bunch of flyers, you don't want to do anything that's going to make it seem like you're desperate for business, you need my revenue roadmap guide, and it's free. I'm going to give it to you as my way of saying thank you for watching the show or for listening. Here's what you need to do. Go to revenueroadmapguide.com. That's a website, revenueroadmapguide.com. Enter your contact info, and you'll be able to download this guide for free, and you can customize it. It's a business development plan. So let's say you're a lawyer, and your boss comes in, and he says, what's your business development plan? Come to my office in 15 minutes, and you don't have one? Go to revenueroadmapguide.com, download it, put your name on it, hand that in. You got a business development plan. It's that easy. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a subscriber. I really appreciate you. That's my gift to you. All right, so drawer. Referrals, right? You, like me, I'm sure, love a good referral. What do you do that helps you get more referrals? 
So yeah, <laughs> that's a million dollar question, right? Referrals are very, very, very important. Um, however, you know, I've been doing this for 15 years. God, I'm, you know, I'm aging myself. But, you know, I always said like the first few years, I ran like a, you know, chicken without a head. I mean, you could, you could, you could try so many things and just get the wrong referrals. And so you, you should try, you should get to the point where, you know, you know what's good, what's bad. But so referrals are, are, are actually the, you know, the, the engine of, of the whole business, everything. And forget about banking, anything, you know, anything is, is, is referrals. So I mean, it's very hard. Now, I think the referrals, I don't know if you agree with me, but the referrals will always come to me from people who I completely trust. So if I, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, I met with a, with a, with a, I met a networking group and I met with this um, very high-end divorce lawyer. Not because I want to get divorced, but, but I mean, she's, she, she's great. You know, her name is Morgan. You know, and she only deals with extremely high-end, you know, cases in Chicago and so forth. So she's got crazy stories. And we met for about an hour because, you know, we were part of the networking group and we just went, met one-on-one. And in that hour, I really trusted her. She really trusted me. She told me what she needs. I told her what I need. She gave me two referrals. I gave her three. This is within a few days. Because she says, she, you know, she trusts me. She knows what I want. It seems to her like you need to really, you can't just ask for referrals over you know, the Internet. You know, you got to meet. That's, that's what COVID really, like, really, people suffer like crazy because the, the, the meeting, the face-to-face meeting are so crucial and important. And I've tried to do my best during the last two years. But, you know, it's hard. It's very hard. So, so I think that when someone trusts you a lot, and you and you know and you're telling listen these are the three things that I'm looking for, and so they they you know because I think some people that if they like you they want to refer to you business but they don't know what you you really have to guide them you have to guide them like really well on what you want and what is a waste of your time and, and they will tell you what's a waste of their time you know. So, so then, Jorah, for you, give us so so. Let let's say we're meeting, and the next time I'm in Chicago, we will we will sit down, we'll have breakfast, or we'll have lunch. But let's say we're sitting down right now, and we're meeting. Who's your ideal client? If I, you know, tell me who, if I know them, I can bring to you that would be perfect for you. So that's a great question. So the bank does three things. You know, we do commercial real estate, banking and lending. We do C&I lending, and I'll explain in a second, and we do a little bit of nursing homes or healthcare. But, you know, the focus a lot for a lot of banks in Chicago and everywhere is C&I. C&I is commercial and industrial. Commercial and industrial is those companies that manufacture uh, widgets. You know, they distribute. They do anything that's not real estate or healthcare. You know, it's C&I. So, so, so. When I say that, you know, all of the banks are going to the same companies because these companies are great to bank. And more importantly, banking, again, as I said before, it's very regulated. And you don't want to have 80% real estate because real estate lending, I, I won't say anything, nothing is easy, but real estate lending is a little bit easier because people are always, real estate lenders are always looking for money. And, you know, they do two or three, four projects. Guess what? Their bank says to them, hey, we have enough money with you, with you. Why don't you go to the next bank? So they're always looking for more banks to lend them money. C&I companies, like the, the, you know, the manufacturer that has $75 million worth of business a year, he only needs one bank. And he is not leaving that bank unless the bank really screws up. You know? mm-hmm. So, so, so I'm, I'm looking for those banks, for those, for those companies. 
And why do I look for those companies? Because it's really good business for the bank. We can really add value to those companies, I think. We can maybe lower their fees, and it's a true relationship when you have because uh, you know the CFO of these companies, you know, will have to deal with the bank line almost on a daily basis, right. unlike the unlike the others. Um, and what's moreover, we can't do more real estate or more healthcare if we don't do more CNI. You know, so if we want to grow, we need to do more CNI business. So CNI business again is the manufacturers, distributors, and as you know, in the last twenty years, there have been less and less of them in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, but that's the perfect. Um, referral for me. So what are we what are we listening for when we're when we're out there meeting these people? What are we what are we listening for? Are we listening for hey I need to you know because of supply chain issues I need to beef up my inventory whenever I can and I need a bigger line of credit? Is that I mean that type of thing? Very you know Dave you're smarter than I thought. <laughs> so <laughs> it's great you know it's great it's a great great uh, question and you know it could be a mix of things you know hey you know what I was with this bank they were great you know. I was at twenty million. Now I'm at sixty million dollars. They can't give me a line of credit of twenty-five million dollars anymore. They could give me ten. They could give me twelve. But that's it. They're too small. So that's one case where we're perfect, you know, because then they need to go to a bigger bank. Another right. one is, you know, my banker, you know, for fifteen years where I loved, you know, left, and so this new guy that they put on me, he he sucks. I hate him, you know. So that's another one. So again. The more referrals you have, the more people you know, the more of a chance you will maybe find someone. Because if you talk to one guy, how, what, what's the possibility of that one guy knowing some guy that his friend that has a $60 million you know, uh, uh, sales company a year that happened to hate his banker? Not much. But if you talk to 100 people, maybe one. So that's, it just, it, you know, it's, a moving, it, it, it's, it's moving all the time. You'll be, you'll be amazed at, so I, I work with people and they tell me, you know, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to find a uh, business for a bank. And I'll give you, let me give you this scenario drawer. This and, is, and, when you, uh, and, and after you're done, I have a really funny story okay. about that. So, uh, so a, a number of years ago, I'm sitting down with a, with a lawyer with whom I'm working. I'm helping him with business development, I worked very, very high end commercial stuff. And he says to me, uh, I said, listen, I have a couple of bankers I want to connect you with. He's like, oh, you know, the bankers are going to want business. And I don't want to have that conversations with my, those conversations with my clients because the banking relationships are always so sensitive. I don't want to get them a switch. And I said, all right, so let's we'll set that aside. We'll do we'll do something else. So we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. So he tells me about this company. Listen to this, Troy. You're going to you're going to wish I knew you then. So yeah, he tells I, me I about this. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me about this company. He says. I have this, I have this uh, company that, that uh, they're in the oil and gas shipping business. And they come here to the port. Of, I, I live in Miami. They come to the port of Miami and they, um, they, buy, they buy the gas. They wholesale the gas. They, buy, they wholesale the gas, bring it over here, and then they resell it. And he said they, they turn their ships twice a month. He said they, haven't, they, they have the opportunity to buy an additional ship but they need to be able to finance a third turn. The ship, they can pay for the ship. It's not a problem, but that monthly financing. And I said, well, how long, you know, how long do they need the money? He's like, they need the money for three days, four days. And I said, how much money do they need? He said, they need like, you know, I think it was at the time, depends on the price of gas, anywhere between seven and 14 million uh, for three days. Uh, he said, and he's like, their current, their current bank, 
They're really comfortable doing the two turns. They don't want to add the third turn. They're concerned about it. And I said, so you just told me that you didn't want relationships with a banker. This is the perfect thing to bring to a banker. So I had a friend who was, he was coming up through the ranks of a, you know, of a, a, a large multinational bank and I'm having coffee with him one day, you know, about two days later. And I said, listen, I got this thing. I don't know if you're interested. It seems, I don't know your business, but it seems like pretty low risk. Like, you know, five, four or five days, you give him the money. You know, I wasn't going to tell him three days. Four or five days, you give him the money and you get the money right back as soon as they sell the gas. Who, you know, who's not going to buy gas? They're going to sell it. And he's like, oh, I'll take a look at it. So he ended up doing that and they, had, they worked together for a year just doing that one turn. Do you know that guy gave him, the, the client that the lawyer introduced him to, gave him all three turns every month after that. It was, oh. it was great. And they were getting, you know, Troy, they were getting like a, a point, sometimes two points for, just for holding, the, just for letting him hold the money for three days. Just so you understand, banks love that business. Why? Because as you, it's called a revolving line of business. It's truly a revolving because yeah. they take it. It's they the pay. same money. They take it, it's they the take same it. money. Yeah. And, and they take it and they don't, the bank doesn't, you know, worry after seven months. Hey, they're going to pay us back because they pay us back every, after four days all the time. And it's, and it's, you know, it's a business with a commodity that everybody needs. It's not everybody. like you're not going to sell the oil or the gas. Everybody needs it. <laughs> the, actually, the, actually, the bank probably prays, hey, how about you can't sell in four days? Maybe you can sell in 14 days, you know? <laughs> so I, can, I can charge you interest for another 10 days, you know? So, uh, but my point in telling that story, Drawer, is, you know, people think it's really hard to refer a banker, but this guy had this, he, the, he, the lawyer, these people came to the lawyer with this problem, and the lawyer's like scratching his head going, we, we need a private investor to do this. Just go, you know, if you have a relationship with a, with a, a, a secondary bank, Talk to the secondary bank. Talk to talk to another banker. It turns out that that became their primary banking relationship after twelve months. It was it was fantastic. So I got two things to tell you, and that's it goes back kind of to what I said before. First of all, you kind of don't want to go to a banker when you're desperate. You, you kind of don't want to, you know. As I said before, you know, you, you kind of want to maybe know two or three bankers just just so you know. Again, sure. I, before I said yeah, open an account. You don't have to. You just have to know the guy and be you know be familiar with them. So in case you need, in case that happens. So my story, it's just funny. I got many, but this, is, this one's funny. Um, you know, years ago, I met the greatest guy, you know, South African, such a nice guy. He has an amazing company, $60 million in sales. I mean, dream for, for our bank. And uh, he was with another bank. And it, it's important. He had a lot of hair, okay? And, you know, we met like three, four, five times, six times. Seven, you know, CEO comes here. I want to impress him, so we go to visit this guy. And, you know, one of the things that the guy said, listen, I love Jor. He's such a good guy, and we get together and this. But, you know, I would rather pull out my hair one by one than to leave my bank. Because, you know, again, C&I business, you know, you'd have to open, have, like, all these accounts and, like, to change it. It's just a pain in the ass, you know? I just, yeah, the, the, so, the switching, the cost of switching it, is, is really... Yeah, prohibited you know what so now banks are doing they're like you know what the cost is all on me still the company's like you know what still it's a pain in the butt so anyways so fast forward you know i'm still and that's why i said it's very important to be consistent and persistent so you know i meet with a guy at least twice a year six years go by dave six years go by 
hey, can we talk? I'm like, what, what happened? You know, his bank, his banker left. He, the new banker is not giving him anything. He's not personable. He, there's nothing there. There's just nothing going on, you know. So, you know, he came over. It was amazing. It was like a huge success story. But what I'm saying is, you never know, you know. The fact that someone does not want to even talk to you the first meeting about switching, you know, shame on you for asking them to switch. You don't want to tell them. You tell them, listen, this is what we do. I'm here for you, you know. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for me, what, 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 I, what I love about what you're saying is you're making it impossible for people to forget you. So, you know, as, as it is now, you're a memorable guy because here in the U.S. you have a, you have a very unusual name. Nobody's going to forget, nobody's going to forget that name. So, you know, but that, that's a good thing in business. That's a really good thing. And you're constantly reaching out to them, just checking in, see how you're doing. That's the thing. If people forget about you, they can never do business with you. So, don't feel like you're being pushy. You're just you're you're just there, and when they need help, you'll be the first place they turn. That's the whole that's the whole ball game. If you're looking to get referrals, make sure you let people know that you're a resource, and you know, send them something every now and again. As far as I'm talking about business, I'm not talking about you know cash in the mail. I mean, if you want to send them cash in the mail, that's not going to hurt. But very few people can afford to do that. You know, exactly. send them some business from time to time. Let them know that you're there for them, and when they have an issue and they need help, they're going to help you. All right, so, Drawer, coach us up on just the the average small business, right? Coach the average small business owner on what he should be doing to make sure that his relationship with his bank is always great and that he's going to get the most out of that relationship. It's a good question because, as you said, you know, bankers want bigger and bigger, you know, companies. They don't right. want smaller. So companies. the average, but, you know, the five million dollar business or a ten but, million dollar business. I think the five ten million dollar business is exactly is exactly the point where they're like, they're like, hey, you know, we're not getting any love here. So I think that, um, you know, it's very important for that company or for the owner of the company to have a good rapport with the with the owner with the with the banker, because usually it's those companies who need more you know, who need more because they will either grow or, you know, they have, have a bad month, it's not good. You know, a, a company with $100 million, a bad month, you know, whatever, it's fine. So they need sometimes an increase on their, on their um, line of credit or something like that. So they, they always have to be, you know, as you said before, you know, a lot of people complain, you know, oh, you know, my banker never calls me, my banker never calls me, which is so true. I overcall, but it's very true. But, but I'm not a bank, again, I'm not a banker. I'm a business developer, so... Right. Bankers, you're, you're a relationship guy who I'm happens to work guy. at a bank. Yes, it's exactly what I am. But what I'm saying is, you know, bankers get to be so get so busy, and also sometimes their their um, their personalities are different than than me. You know, they're they're numbers people. You know, they like the numbers. They like to look at the spreadsheets. I hate it. So 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 they get busy, and next thing you know, at the end of the day, so they're not. They're not calling you not because they don't want to. They just are too busy with other things. I think it's important for a small business owner to make a, an effort to reach out to the banker because I think the banker will really appreciate it because nobody reaches out to the banker unless they have problems, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody. Mm -hmm. When they have problems, they reach out to the banker and they scream at him or her. So um, I would just say, you know, keep a, you know, once a quarter, you know, meet with, with a banker, you know, 
it's as easy as that. All right. So talk about talk about what's going on with your bank now, and what are, what are the advantages to to merging? Who's the who's the bank that uh, that Lumi is mer- merging with? So Valley National Bank is this great bank out of New Jersey. It's a it's a big bank. It's completely different than ours. They have a huge presence in New Jersey, New York, and Florida. Actually, they have a ten billion dollar business in, in Florida, um, in Alabama a little bit. Um, they do a lot of different lines of. Um, of, 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 of business than we do. And Bank Lumi is very unique, very unique. We're a small bank, seven and a half billion. We got offices in Chicago, one office. We got an office in, in, in Miami. We got an office in LA, in Palo Alto, in New York. Like, there's no other bank that is so small that has such a huge, you know, geography, you know, presence. So Valley Bank saw an opportunity here of, hey, you know, it's not that expensive to buy these guys, first of all. And we, we, we love the business because, again, we do middle market, so we don't do the $5 million credit. I mean, we'll do it, but our, our niche, our bread and butter middle market companies, so from, you know, maybe sales of like, you know, 40, 50 million to 200 million, okay? So, and Valley is doing exactly what you're talking about, the retail banking, a lot of small companies and small, so this is an addition revenue stream for them and they like this business a lot so mm-hmm. here they're buying this company that has companies all over the u.s you know that are doing what they are striving to do plus we're very 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 robust with international business because we're in israeli you know all sure. Sure. so they love that they i mean there's a lot of banks there. i mean you'd be surprised the gigantic multi-billion dollar banks in the u.s know nothing about international banking so the fact that we're we don't just do it we're very good at it was a very was very appealing to Valley National Bank. For me personally, and for Chicago, per- again, a merger is always a little bit scary, of course, you know. But for the Chicago branch, especially, you know, Valley has zero, n- nothing here. You know, they have no nobody here. They don't know anything about the Midwest, so it's a huge opportunity for us. You know, we have to, of course, you know, perform and show them. But it's basically we. What the way we look at it at the Chicago office is: Look, we were a seven and a half million dollar bank with capabilities of X, Y, Z. We became a fifty-five billion dollar bank with capabilities of what? You know, tenfold. So that's yeah, and that's you, great. you have a whole different market segment now that you can serve. Right. So. I, I we never did um, uh, home mortgages. Now I can go to you know to the guy who is investing with us, who's buying a home in Florida, right, for yeah. five million bucks. Hey, I can give you a mortgage, no problem. So yeah. it's it's very nice fit. Remains to be seen, but it's very nice fit for now. <laughs> yes. And when is that? When is that going to take place? So it's like it's public, so I'm not saying anything. But it's right. But it's regulatory. It, these regulatory approval and exactly. due diligence so and everything. Ho- yeah. Hopefully, hopefully um, April first. Hopefully okay. April first. So it's coming up. Great. Yeah. 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 And so far, right. it's been seamless. So, Drawer, I want you to I want you to give some thought. Take a minute. Give some thought to three big things that people should take away from our time together today. Three big things. While you're thinking of that, I'm going to remind people once again that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors. Over 35 years, Sandrowski has been helping with accounting. They're a CPA firm with a different perspective. I want to highlight Sandrowski's litigation support function now. So, Drawer mentioned that he was working with a uh, family law attorney. If you happen to be a family law attorney and 
you're looking at the family's financials and something seems a little funny, Sandrowski is the perfect CPA firm to call. Why? They do this all the time. They help people who are in the midst of litigation evaluate the financials. They look at both parties' financials and they determine whether or not things seem to be on the up and up. They can also help you put your financials in order if you're getting divorced or let's say you're entering into a new venture and you want to make sure that your finances are clean. Sandrowski is the perfect group to call. If you want to reach out to them, you can call them at 866-717-1607, 866-717-1607. And once again, I want to remind you, don't forget Revenue Roadmap Guide. If you need a business development plan, you're a professional, go to Revenue Roadmap Guide. You can download my business development plan for you for free. Thank you for being a part of the show. Okay, Jorah, so what three things should we be thinking of, should we take away from this conversation? The first thing you should take away is everybody listening should have the honor of being on this podcast with you. You're amazing. You're great. <laughs> you, 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 it's true. You're awesome. You're so... I, we talked just before this. Hug a I was banker, very, folks. I was very it's, nervous. Your, it's, it's hug a banker day. <laughs> Thank it's, you, Troy. You know, Dave, Dave paid me a lot for this, so it's okay <laughs> to say that. No, no, I'm kidding. But um, um, I think the fir- I think the first takeaway is you know always be yourself and always try to help others, not thinking about what can I get from somebody else. Because I'm telling you, you do this enough, you will get it back. You won't even know where it's coming from. So always try to, you know, again, I, I, I think Dave, we're on the same page. You know, whenever you meet someone, how how can I help you? Right. Who can I refer you to? And when you do that, and again, I, and if you can't, you can't. But when you do that, I think people will really appreciate it and will, Dave, as you said, they will know you. They will, they will trust you. They'll say, hey, this guy, this guy actually wanted to help me. You know, all these other 10 people that I met just wanted to think, look, Dave, you said, this guy said, oh, bankers always want business for me. That's what everybody says, you know. Lawyers, lawyers always want business for me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they do, you know. But I, I don't know, when I meet a lawyer, I don't even expect for them to give me business, but they do, you know. But anyway, so that's, that, that's the first thing. I think the second thing is, which I'm not as good as I should be at, I think to be very, very methodical with the list, you know, with met and unmet, it is so key to be organized. Again, it's my fault that I'm not completely, but that really is important because, you know, the more you do this, the more you're like, oh my God, oh, did I, Dave? Who's Dave? Oh yeah, I talked to him two days. You know, you forget. And so if you have those lists and you have some things like, hey, get back to him and do some reminders, that really, really, really helps and it makes your life so easy. And um, and the third thing is, you know, get out there. I mean, I know it's we were so comfortable sitting at home and, you know, I do have jeans on right now, you know, so, but what I'm saying is like, you know, I mean, we were so comfortable doing Zoom and all this stuff, and I, I, it's all good, but I think that the face-to-face meetings are so crucial that, I mean, and, I, and I see it. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. I just wrote an article, uh, published it uh, the other day, on how the cure for the COVID blues is just to get out there and start meeting your clients. I mean, you know, you're, if you're vaccinated or and if you've had COVID or if you, you know, a combination of the of the two, go out. You know, get back to it. It's a competitive advantage right now. If you, I have so since so we're, we're recording this in the beginning of february 2022 since november 
of 2021, I got back on the road because I was vaccinated three times and I had COVID. So I thought to myself, hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to be subject to a bad outcome. It's going to be fine. I called my clients and I said, I want to come see you. I want to thank you for doing business with me during a very difficult time. And I want to, I want to see how things are going. None of my clients said no. So between November and now, I've been to Boston, New York, Chicago, Chicago several times, New York several times, Boston twice, and Western Canada, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And every single client said yes. Now, some of them, you know, we didn't we didn't meet in like a, a confined little room. We met in a, in a wide open space or whatever to make them feel comfortable. But nobody said no. And the point is right now, as you're listening to this, I don't care if you're listening to this in the beginning of 2022 or the end of 2022, meeting in person is a competitive advantage because as Dror said, it's so easy on Zoom just to say, oh, we're gonna schedule a Zoom meeting. Make the extra effort, especially if the person is a high profile prospect for you, they're gonna really appreciate it. And Dror, let me tell you, I appreciate you being here. Let me give folks your phone number. So if you want a relationship with a banker, there's nobody better than this guy, Dror Zatuni. You can reach him at 847-209-1408, 847-209-1408. I'm putting all of his contact info in the show notes. I'm gonna put his email in the show notes as well. If you're in Chicago and you wanna do business with a great banker, Drawer is the person to call. Anywhere in the Midwest, Drawer is the person to call. Anywhere in the United States, call Drawer. He'll get you set up. Don't worry about it. 847-209-1408. Drawer, thank you so much. It was great having you on. I really enjoyed it. Dave, next time we're in Chicago, I'd love to meet you. We thank will you so we much. will get together sometime actually within the next four weeks I'll be there. So I will I will reach I out to you it. and we will we will definitely thank you. get together. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll think of three people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that'll do it for another episode of the Inside BS show. My name is Dave Lorenzo. We're back here again tomorrow with another great show for you. Until then, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.